Thomas wants to get it in quickly. Does to Lambeer. Stolen by Byrne on the cut to DJ. Yes! Yes to the foul! The inbound pass comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! James catches, puts up the three. Wall goes. Rebound Tosh. Back out to Allen. Happy Monday night, everyone. Welcome to 48 Minutes Podcast. We are here after some weird technical difficulties to get us started, but we're we're a half hour late, but better late than never, guys. My, my bad, and, my bad. <laughs> it's all no, it's, it's your computer's <laughs> fault. It's not you, man. You're good. Uh, Tim is out on, on paternity leave. Congratulations to Tim and Grace. Uh, yeah, man. And the dad now. He's joined the dad club. I'm the I'm the lone guy here without any yeah. children. Timmy D is a papa. Is a it's... proud father. Congrats, Tim. Congrats. So we're Man's holding down the awesome. fort. Yeah, it is awesome. It's crazy. Um, holding down the fort today with Ben Brown. How are we doing today, Ben? Man, oh, after uh, technical difficulties, I'm great now, man. Yeah, we're, good. We're, you don't, we're good. You don't sound like you're in a sewer or a tunnel. Yeah, I know. I mean, just, just nutty stuff. How we doing tonight? Doing good, man. I'm glad to be I'm glad to be down from uh mile high, the altitude. Um tell you what, man. It, Doing that stuff for just a couple of days is definitely rough, but um, glad to be back home. Kind of missed it a little bit, and uh, glad to be back here with you guys, man. Get ready to talk some NBA basketball. He comes back and he's already got a Utah hat. Like he just yeah. immediately leaves town. Just hey, the total. Go the ahead. Jazz, the Jazz embraced me, man. They made me hey. feel like I was one of them. The Jazz are kind of a hip team to like right now. They uh, they definitely are. They're they're definitely a hip team, just as hip as they were when Gordon Hayward had that really good year and everybody was kind of getting behind him. So, you know, good for Utah, good for the Jazz. They got a good young team and and it's awesome. But we've got a lot to talk about tonight. So a lot's gone on this week, a lot of weirdness um, going through the, you know, the slugs of the NBA season. I feel like January to the All-Star break is always kind of a slow grind and uh, but that doesn't mean things can't get juicy here. So mm-hmm. um, this week. So first thing we're going to talk about today, the Philadelphia 76ers. They have won seven straight games, and now they are two and a half games behind Boston in first place. Um, they have been on an absolute tear. I, I feel like people aren't talking about them enough. And this is a team that's that's had some good wins recently. Like not just like, you know, uh, little dinky wins they had the other night uh against 
the Denver Nuggets. They mm-hmm. took them on, beat them 126, 119. Uh, Embiid, huge game, 47 points, 18 mm-hmm. rebounds, and five assists. And I know this is commonplace, but those are absurd numbers. When are we going to stop thinking that this is is normal? Yeah. Yeah, man. They, they actually, I mean, they've gone to, well, they're actually down to the magic right now, 105, 100 as we're talking. But, um, yeah, they, they played really well. I think the key, there actually have been two keys. One, um, Embiid is just playing out of his mind. Um, he He's had a really good run. I mean, he's, He's got to be he's got to be top three MVP talks right now. I mean, he's been incredible, um, but it's also been a little bit of a resurgence for James Harden. Um, I, you know, a lot of people are kind of counting him out after the trade, um, you know, where he didn't seem like he could fit anywhere. Um, it seems like he's starting to fit um, in Philly. Um, they, they found a way to get that thing to click. Um, they're getting good good quality minutes out of a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I do like, you know, they've, they've got PJ Tucker come off the bench. Um, I like off the bench. Um, they've, they've gotten some really good Montrez Harrell actually has been a good pickup for them off the bench. So they've, they've got some guys there. Um, and I, and I like that group. I like their cores starting to come into their cores, definitely starting to come into play. As far as like Embiid, Harden, um, Tobias Harris, um, I, I think those guys are starting to play a little bit better. So um, I think that's has caused that resurgence a little bit, and I think that that is a um, it's it's a big time thing when you're when you get the play that you're expecting to get out of those guys finally uh, to be the where they are. Um, and the biggest one I think has been Harden because he's played really well. Yeah, um, let me be the first to tell you. So uh, this weekend, um, like I was telling you guys, I got to go out to Utah and experience a jazz game. And uh, the the day of the uh, the um, the game, uh, I was watching that Denver Nuggets Sixers game on TV before we had left. And when I flipped it on, I was like, oh, man, Denver's about to run away with this thing. They were up 15. It was like 99 to 84. And then Philly went on this crazy run and, like, went up by 10, like, with the blink of an eye. And you're right. A lot of that was James Harden in that run. He had a couple step-back threes, had a couple good passes, Maxi, But then, of course, Embiid was just playing out of his mind. And um, they started having, like, all these guys, like, step up in this run like uh, Niang, for instance, like he came in and hit like three threes, like right off the bat when he came in the game. And it's like little stuff like that that kind of gets their team going, you know, Mm -hmm. like they have these guys that like they don't necessarily contribute all the time, but they have these little sparks where they get going. And, you know, guys like Tyrese Maxey, like, you know, he's the energizer bunny when he comes in, he can get going and he's hot, man. And like, it's just, you know, they were talking about, at one point, like maybe moving Harden and like moving him into the starting point guard position because he was playing that well. Um, but their team is constructed to win. And the other guy I can't say enough about, um, he doesn't always do it on the offensive side, is uh, Melton. Um, if you guys watch this guy play, man, defensively, he's about as good as you get on the defensive side of the ball, man. He's deflecting balls. Um 
you know, every time you look at him, he's usually two or three steals and a couple blocks. And like, he's just kind of all over the place, kind of guarding the guys, the next best guys. And he's actually moved himself into the starting lineup because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's been a, a huge contributor to kind of what they're going on. It just feels like their whole team is just clicking at the right moment. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, and the weird thing is, and I, I've said this before, but Joel Embiid, he's, he's quietly having probably the best season of his career right now. Uh, yeah. He's averaging 33.8 points a game, which is a, which is a high for him at the moment. Hey, why, and while you're talking, can we just talk about how much of a travesty it is that this guy did not get voted as an all-star starter? Oh, we're going to get to that later. We're going to get to that later because we're going to talk about the all-star starters. But, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely in agreement with this. But also, Embiid's field goal percentage, best it's ever been, 53.4%. Um, just having a career year. What more does this guy have to do to become MVP? Man, that's exactly what was going to be my point. Like, like I, I, I know, like, people's infatuation with uh, Nikola Jokic – uh, and he, I mean, and well deserved. I mean, I, I don't. It's not a knock on Jokic because I do think he is an outstanding player. But dude, Joel Embiid has been so good. Um, not saying that those other guys haven't been, but there hasn't. You, if you look up MVP by definition, you can't tell me that like he doesn't deserve a lot of the credit. And for their win streak and for how well they've played. And I mean, and this isn't, I mean, last year, I think he was the MVP and I, and it came down to a close vote when it came to Jokic, but I, there, I mean, there's not a guy outside of, you know, there, there's very few guys that can just put their team on their back and just go. And I think he's just one of those guys. I don't, I don't think that he gets enough credit and I don't think he gets enough MVP credit uh, from writers and people in the league, I, I, I mean, this kid, this—he's been incredible. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is a year where we really need to start finally. I mean, he is—he is at his peak talent at this point. Absolutely. Um, and 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 the thing that's that's crazy is like the other night against the Nuggets. So the Nuggets are widely considered to be the best team in the West. They are the best team in the West. Um, you know, they're being favored right now to go to the NBA Finals. And you look at, you know, the game with them that they had on Saturday night and uh, they have very, they, they have very similar um, um, numbers right now as Denver. And, you know, Embiid was able to hold Jokic to 24 points while he put up 47 and mm-hmm. 18. I mean, he could not be stopped. And I, I, I start to get the feeling that he's starting to feel more and more disrespected week after week and I'll be honest with you I would not want to run into the Philadelphia 76ers uh in the playoffs this year and if they end up going up against the Boston Celtics which if if you know it started you know today and they got to the Eastern Conference Finals that's probably who I would say you know I mean the East is great right now we got Giannis the Bucks but yep. what a matchup that would be um and the thing that's that's going to be good here i mean i know is are they up right now is philly is philly up on no they are not up they are they're actually down. down they're down they're down by seven yeah so so tonight's game they're playing the magic they're playing the magic again on wednesday they're playing the spurs on friday and then they're playing the knicks on on sunday so 
they can definitely, if they can come back tonight, you know, they could push this, you know, to yeah. a 10, 11 game streak without any problems. Uh, next Wednesday, however, they are going into Beantown. Yes, they, will they be are. Taking on the Boston Celtics, and that is going to be must-see TV. Um, so I am extremely, extremely excited for for what Philly uh, is bringing right now, even if it's even if it's quiet. I think yeah. it's just you know we're just not talking about it that much. But uh, I'm really and, sad that that game's on ESPN though. I really, I really like for that to be a TNT game. A TNT game, it should be. That's 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 yeah. the best one. That's so. the only. That's only the. That's the only bad part about it. But I know. Other than I that, know. that'll be. Hey good. Ben, the only thing, the only thing I want to refute about that is how many times have we been on the show and one of us has picked Joel Embiid to win the MVP? At you know how many ever years we've been doing this, right? I think Tim might have said him, he he might have picked Embiid this year. Yeah. Um, I want to say last year. I I think I picked Embiid. Um, and this is probably the first time where he's not gotten hurt for a long ex- extended period of time. And he's been more of the like focal point of the team and how it operates. And mm-hmm. he's, I mean, like Sean said, he's having his best year ever. The problem with that is Jokic is also having his best year ever right now. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Luca is probably having his best year right now. Um, and all three of these guys are the centerpiece of their teams. And then there's some guys down the list, you know, that we'll end up talking about at some point, you know, Tatum and Giannis and, mm-hmm. you know, Shea and Ja. But um, when you look at the MVP tracker, which I always look at this all the time, is it's usually pretty spot on. Right now it's got Jokic at a 66 probability percentage chance of winning the MVP and Joel Embiid at 11. And I would love to know how this comes about. especially yeah, like what, why? Especially when these two dudes just played each other and and Jokic pretty much just got destroyed. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. It is. Uh, I, I love that matchup too because they're such they're both such unique players. Um, and also, you know, and I want to talk about we'll talk about this later in the All Star. We start talking about the All Stars, but we gotta we gotta bring back the center position. Like it's a legit position. Like I, I hate that it's just three bigs, two wings. It's just it's not. I don't know. I hate it. I, it's mm-hmm. there's something about it but anyways moving on to some news in ben brown's favorite team's world miles turner has secured a two-year 60 million dollar extension you can hear the lakers fans crying all the way from LA. <laughs> the hope is over that's probably why Le- probably why LeBron was really falling to his knees the other day. He just he realized uh, that the Miles Turner dream was over. Yep. That's what happened. So well deserved here. Miles Turner yes. is having a career season. There was a yep. lot of talk this year whether they unload him, whether he would actually resign with this team. And here he is. He is back in a two-year deal, and they've also restructured this year's uh mm-hmm. salary, I think, as well. He's averaging 17 points a game almost eight rebounds and assist two and a half blocks. Mm-hmm. And he is shooting fi- a career best 54% from the field. I mean, just yeah. an outstanding, outstanding player. How big is this for the Pacers organization, Ben? Um, I think it's, it's, it's huge um, because I do think that he's a centerpiece, um, especially for us defensively. Um, he does such a great job uh, with us having, all the you know, all this young talent. It is nice to have, 
um, Miles Turner there to be able to uh, anchor the de- uh, e- anchor the defense. Um, and it's also nice that he is a scoring threat on the inside um, and gives us a presence on the inside. So that that's been good. Um, you know, we, we've fallen out of like the playoff run. Uh, we're a little bit back in, in the standings. Um, I mean, we did lose Tyrese Halliburton, who was playing at a uh, all-star level. Um, he's been out the last couple weeks. Not sure when he's supposed to return. But if we're talking about building a team and and building a culture, I think Miles Turner is a is a great person to have in your locker room, and I think he's a great person to have on the floor uh, with all the things that he can do and the versatility um, and the defense that he provides. Um, and he and he is a legit scoring threat uh, at the uh, center uh, power forward position. So I'm excited um, if we can hold on to uh, if we can hold on to our, our other young talent. I really do think that we're building something special there. Um, we're we're a year or so away. Um, if Halliburton comes back and is healthy, we may be able to challenge for one of those playing game spots. But I, I do think that uh, the key to all that and is Miles Turner uh, and getting him signed and getting that off the books and out of the way so it's not hanging over us all season and then going into the offseason. So big sign by the Pacers. Uh, I was super excited to see it, um, especially with the young talent that we have uh, going into the rest of this year and going on into the future. Ben, I know um... – like I said, you're you're the you're our resident Pacers fan, so we kind of kind of shoot to you for some things. One of the things I'm super impressed about about Miles Turner is that you know I don't think people really look at him as like a shooter shooter, mm-hmm. but he's he's shooting 39 percent from three point range this mm-hmm. year, which is his career high. And not only I'm not saying that he shoots shoots it a lot, but he's averaging four attempts a game. Like that's a lot mm-hmm. for. A big guy, don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I think he's really worked on that in the last couple of years, as far as being able to stretch the floor. Um, that's something that he's worked on. Uh, and, and as a whole, I I mean, outside of Buddy Heald, uh, we don't have a whole lot of different shooters. So um, I think with, with his position, he's able to stretch the floor a little bit and be able to do that. So, um, you know, once you get Halliburton back to be able to distribute. Um, you have, you know, you have Buddy there to be able to shoot. Um, ben Matherin's been incredible. Um, he's been just phenomenal as a rookie. So um, it, it's really looking, it's really looking good. I'm, I'm excited about our our core and our future for sure. Your nice. boy Ben Matherin took down took down my Bulls the other night, and yeah, dude, I, t- I turned off the game and I was like, well, that's it. We're done. We're done. And I mean that is no disrespect to Ben Matherin or the Pacers, but I was like, I was like, I've just I've had it. I've absolutely had it with that team. Do you feel like uh, me, Sean, where like there was a stretch where I was like, oh man, we're starting to play some good ball here. And then yeah, like as all, soon as that as soon as it happens, it's like, nope, we no. were just fooling. We were just joking. No, I no, and this is why I've been I've been beating that drum all year. Just go ahead and trade everybody. There, this team's not going to win anything. We're a perpetual eight seed. You know, it's uh, I I'm I their most valuable asset is their draft pick that they have, and it's top four protected. And they have decided to stay the course 
for financial reasons so people can come mm-hmm. see Zach Levine make a couple threes and not play defense. Very cool. I love it. It makes me really happy every time I turn it on. I pretty much <laughs> stopped watching Chicago at this point. But anyways, that's a whole different topic. Moving on. <laughs> the, the biggest the biggest news of of this week since Saturday was the Boston Celtics LA Lakers game. So the Lakers visited Boston on Saturday night. Um, they were at full. They had Anthony Davis there. Um, they had Patrick Beverly with a camera there. They had, uh, and, and they had it all. So the way that the game shook out, uh, the game was tied. LeBron James went full speed for a layup on the left side of the basket. And he was blatantly fouled by Jason Tatum blatantly fouled. However, they did not call it. Mm -hmm. And this caused LeBron to have probably the biggest hissy fit of his entire career. And uh, that's saying something, but it was, it was one of the most dramatic things I've ever seen. However, he was truly fouled Mm -hmm. and it was a very blatant foul and they end up going to overtime and Boston ends up winning. Yeah, which which was and and of course, you know, after the game, the referees, uh, you know, admitted, oh, yeah, he should have been called for a foul, which is the dumbest thing ever. They need to just get rid of this whole stupid. You know, the last two it, minute it, report. The last, yeah. Yeah. The last two minute report is is ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. it's it's silly. Why? Why even do it at this point? But mm-hmm. I want to go to you, Josh, on this one. So as a. uh is a full Jordan supporter and defender and watching all of, all of LeBron James's career since 2003. Uh, where does this rank with you in terms of, of meltdowns from LeBron? Uh, I actually think it's number one, like <laughs> not even, one. I'm not even joking. When, when, when he had that reaction to the call and I'm shocked he didn't get a technical. Uh, after watching them call the tech on Schroeder uh, for whatever it was that he did, um, I'm shocked that that didn't get him a warrant him a technical like on the floor at that moment. I mean, he was like begging, pleading, running around, talking about he got hit on the arm. He like got down on his knees and prayed and then rolled over and fell to the ground and was I, I mean, it, it was like Oscar worthy. I mean, it was borderline ridiculous. I, I watched that. I was like, I can't believe this is actually happening right now. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it's definitely – I've seen a lot of LeBron meltdowns over the years. Uh, I saw one um, back, I want to believe – I want to say when he was playing with the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, the Bulls ended up beating them. It was I think it was that Nate Robinson team. And I want to say Luol Ding ended up getting a clean block on him at a last-second shot. And of course, LeBron thought he was fouled. He wasn't. And he threw a pretty big fit on this, but this was like a whole other level. And I feel like the Lakers frustrations are finally just completely boiling over to a point where LeBron is absolutely have it. But here's my here's my devil's advocate thing with LeBron. So LeBron is currently number five in all time attempts at the free throw line. Number five. So, and 
there have been a lot of times over the years where, and I'm not, I'm not defending this, but there has been, there has been some ticky tack fouls that he's been able to have called while he's shooting and he's been able to benefit from this. And he's gotten a little bit older. He didn't get a call in Boston and he's upset so do do we think this is a a crying wolf situation where they're just they're just kind of like whatever about it now and he's not getting the calls that he once did or was this just a totally blown call on well, on the Well, team? I think that this is this is kind of a a build up of the last uh you know five or six games where there've been some questionable calls at the end of these games that the Lakers are just not getting like the Russell Westbrook shot that he took where Embiid was like holding on to his arm and uh, he missed the shot. They didn't call it. Um, they, I, I saw something today. They had said had the, had the, had stuff had been called the right way, these last five or six games and they went into the Lakers favor and the Lakers won these games. They'd be sitting in the sixth spot right now. Um, wow. Based off wow. of wins losses. Like if it was reverse and they had won all those games versus losing. Um, but I want to read you guys this real quick because I actually pulled up the two-minute report. And for everybody who was, um, especially LeBron James, who was talking about all these calls that are costing them games, um, here's a breakdown of, of what they missed, of what they said they missed. Missed offensive foul on Anthony Davis with 32 seconds remaining. Officials determined Davis pushed Brown into Dennis Schroeder at the beginning of the drive. Beverly ended up dunking a putback, giving the Lakers the lead. Missed foul on Jason Tatum uh, on LeBron James with 1.8 seconds left. Uh, would have been awarded two free throws. We already got that one. Uh, a missed defensive foul on Russell Westbrook for fouling Tatum with 137 in overtime. Westbrook fouled Tatum while he attempted to set a pick. Um, you start reading that stuff, and uh, you start looking at the way the game kind of flowed into it. Like, ultimately, end of the game – like last shot of the game, like the refs have to be on that. And ultimately like LeBron should have been at the free throw line. Like I'm, I'm not going to deny that, but when you start looking like backwards and you start seeing some of these things that were missed, you're like, okay, this is kind of a thing that caused us to roll into this last second shot where this, this foul got missed and now it turns into the catastrophe. And I've always been a big advocate of one play out of 48 minutes to me cannot dictate why you're in the position where that call is that much important than all the other calls that were missed throughout the game. So had the game went different at some point, like you were probably not even in that position where LeBron's driving to the basket to get that foul, but that call still has to be made regardless, you know, whether it's helping Boston or hurting the Lakers or it helps the Lakers or hurts Boston, like a foul is a foul in that instance. Um, and you have to make that call no matter what. And there was a ref that was standing right there, and I don't know what he was looking at, but he definitely was not looking and paying attention to the fact that Tatum smacked him on the arm. I know that. Yeah. No, um, I, I I think the game ahead. as a whole, the game as a whole was a really good game, actually. I mean, it, it was it was back and forth, and, you know, there were some lead changes at the end there, and, and you know. But I, I, I just – to me, I just don't think LeBron likes his team. Like, well, why I, would you? Or, or, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I think he's frustrated by his team. 
I think he's frustrated by the fact that he's playing at the highest level still at year 20. He's He knows he has minimal years left to play. And now I'm wasting – and truth be told, if, we, if, if we're being honest with ourselves, he is an MVP candidate, if we're being honest. I mean, the guy's playing out of his mind at 40 years old or 38 or whatever he is. Um, but he's playing at the highest level still. He's still doing all the things that we saw him do when he was 18, 19, 20 years old. He's still doing all those things. And I think he's just frustrated that he's losing a season. Like when you get to year 20, the scoring record is nice. All that stuff is cool, but it's still about winning games and championships. So when he gets fouled, when he gets fouled and gets his like that, I agree with you, Sean. I think that was all the frustration of that season. And he just, just flipped flipped on the ground. Like, (laughs) like Florida Evans on good times. Damn, damn, damn. You know, he just, he just flailed on the ground and and like, like there's no excuse for that. And I know he's frustrated. He's LeBron. I get it. But bro, like, like, for him to just and, and here's the thing that was interesting to me to watch him just lay in that position for a full minute after yeah. it's already I mean, been decided, like this you're not a- going to get the call, it's not reviewable. For you to just l- sit there and lay on the ground with your head on in your in your elbows, like, like I mean, I, this is. It almost reminded me of 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 Michael Jordan after winning the '96 title in the in the right. locker room, just laying on the ground. There. But it was completely reversed in a, a much different worse situation. Different outcomes. Different outcomes. Different outcomes. I'm like, what are we like? What are we doing, man? Like, like I get it. Was it a foul? Yes, you were fouled. You're LeBron James. You probably should get that call. Yes, I get that too. Yeah, but it there are plenty what? of times, like you said, there have been plenty of times. Where nobody's touched him and they've caught fouls, there, there've been plenty. Of, like that's just a game of basketball. Yeah, like, yeah. Every every once in a blue moon, you're gonna they're gonna miss something. It's it's not gonna go in your favor. And I feel right. like, I feel like over the years, LeBron has benefited more than not. Thousand percent. If that makes sense. Thousand so, percent. But but once again, I'm gonna say this doesn't make it right. No, they definitely it's not. They missed it. It wasn't a foul. It wasn't a ticky tack foul. It was an it was a shot altering foul at yep. the basket, which Absolutely. determined the outcome of the game. So, yeah. however, they also could have won in overtime. There's yep. that too. We could yep. also say they should. No, they lost. They, dude, they lost. Yeah, they lost that game as soon as Pat Bev grabbed the camera. They lost that game as soon as LeBron laid on the floor for a bit. They they were like, "We're done. We have nothing left." You know, well, but like I said, like I said, if you go back earlier in that game, I talk about Pat Bev getting that dunk off of the Anthony Davis offensive foul. I mean, Mm -hmm. like technically, like if that if if that gets called an offensive foul at that point, Boston gets the ball to say they go down and score. Like, are the Lakers really even in that position for that shot to even matter? So, like I said, it goes both ways. Like they're they're complaining about. So, like, if Boston loses that game, right, let's flip this around. Boston loses the game. Is Boston complaining about the refs right now missing that call? That, like, hey, you gave Pat Bev a basket. Um, you know, that costed us. Da, 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 where we shouldn't even have been in overtime. You know, da, 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 da. 
we should have won the game. Like, right. is it alter, is it altered the other way? Uh, no, because Boston's a thousand times better than the Lakers. The Lakers are scratching yeah. and surviving. The Boston's in first place. Like they'd have like, ah, there was a missed call. We know it's a missed call, but we're going to move on. Like, like Braun is literally, I, I feel like Braun and the Lakers are literally fighting for their season every game. So, you know, He's sitting out, I think, either tonight or tomorrow. Now they're talking about, like, his foot is sore. He, like, yeah. like you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he sits out through the All-Star break. Like, what's what what are they, what's what's it matter if he plays or not? He can break that record after the All-Star break. Like, it doesn't really, you know what I mean? So, like, well, I just and, think that I think that he's kind of just, I think he's just frustrated. And so, yeah, it is tonight. So he is setting out tonight. Okay, him that, yeah. And Anthony so Dave, him, him and Anthony Davis are both setting out tonight against Brooklyn, um, who don't have Kevin Durant at the moment. They correct. He is still out. So, yep. so you know, they're going to go in. It's it's going to be whatever. But this is not – I'm going to be honest with you. This is, this is a game – anything can happen in the NBA. And mm-hmm. the Lakers are currently – in 13th place in the West out of 15th. Um, they are approximately two and a half games out of the play-in, which isn't terrible, but a lot can happen. Above them, they've got mm-hmm. the Trailblazers, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Suns barely hanging in there, and the Pelicans that are having a huge drop-off. They've lost eight of their last... I'm sorry, they've lost uh, nine of their last ten. So... Mm-hmm. They've been they've been on a huge slide. We were talking about how no one would want to play the the Pelicans, and here we are. We don't know if they're going to make it in. Um, so a lot can happen. But if LeBron actually is serious about making the playoffs right now, I feel like he needs to buck up and be playing. Unless there's and this was the fact that this was called two days in advance. Them setting out, yeah, uh, it almost feels like some sort of a weird protest to me. So. But well, I don't know. I speaking don't know. speaking though, look, you just said about the Lakers being in the 13th spot. They have 27 losses. The Clippers are sitting in the four spot with 25 losses. That's nine. That's 10 teams, right? Yeah. yeah. That's 10 teams within two games of each other. That determines if you get a home game, a home series in the playoffs, or if you're Dang. playing in a playing game. Like Josh, how nuts is that? I never even know. I didn't even look at that. They're literally four and a half games out of being in fourth place. <laughs> That's like the That's most. I've never, I've never seen a standing like this ever in my life in basketball. That, that is hysterical. I never even. They are literally eleven games out of first, but literally four and a half games, and they can be in. Four. <laughs> Well, and the and the that's and they're only incredible. five, they're only five games out of the three spot. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. It is, it is. But the the West is weird this year. It's a yes, it's, it, is. it is a it is a truly wild West. I mean, I don't know. Yes, think about is. the Suns. There's a lot of teams I have a lot of questions about. Except, you know, we do know the Denver Nuggets are good. I also would not want to face the Golden State Warriors in the in the playoffs either this year. Regardless, no. I think they're I think they're <laughs> hey, playing. I think I'm saying they're playing like, awesome. They're 
there is a there is a definite argument for every team in the Western Conference except for San Antonio and Houston who are like, hey man, we packed it in already. Hey, we're right. tanking for Vic. We yeah, are tanking for yeah. Vic. That's crazy. That is so All right. crazy. All right, guys, we're gonna move on to our final topic of the evening. So, came out the All Star starters, the 2023 All Star starters this year. Um. And this is what we got. So uh, we talked a little bit about this um, the other day, but our guy, Joel Embiid, snubbed, mm. snubbed in this. So this is a, this is a fan voting thing. Uh, a lot of people don't like it. I still, I still kind of dig it. I think it's one thing that the fans kind of control if they, you know, if they want to vote, you know, uh, some rando into the, uh, into the starting lineup they can so and that's probably how our boy andrew wiggins made it in was it last year mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so uh, but how are we feel josh how are you particularly feeling about about these starters are you cool with them or are you are you feeling there's some major snubs here um super major snubs real quick while we're on here um my buddies from utah are on here um commenting so uh with that being said i want to say hi to miss sienna um, she sent a message. So, um, that's my, that's a uh, Ben and I's friends, Jayla's daughter, who I mm-hmm. bonded with very, very quickly when I was out in uh, Utah. So, uh, we pretty much hung out all week and, and, and played in the house with the dogs. And so I had to say what's up to her before she goes to bed. So hi Sienna. Um, <laughs> but I don't have a problem with four of the guys that are on this graphic. Um, on the West. But let me say, first of all, I, I am partial to guys that are playing basketball and guys who have not missed tons of games. So automatically, if this was me and I was able to sub two guys out right now, Curry and, and Zion would be gone off the starters on the Western conference. And I love Curry to death. I think Curry, when he's in the game, he's fantastic. Um, but I believe that um, there should be two other guys that are sitting in that graphic. And I told you guys this before. I think I sent in a text message. Uh, Domitas Sabonis should be an all-star starter. And Oh, I like it. I like it. I yeah, think that that guy has played his rear end off yep. and um, deserves it. And then Shea, SGA, should be the other starter. Yep. So I like yeah. it. those would be the two guys I would switch out. On the East, um, I don't really – man, it's really hard. I, I don't know, man. I almost – that that net connection up at the top, I love both of those guys. Yeah. Like, they both are just straight ballers. But, like, again, KD's not played for a really long time. Kyrie, uh, sometimes I want to kick him in the face. Um, and then sometimes he's out there and I'm just like, man, you're the world's most talented basketball player ever. Um, but again, the fact that Joel Embiid is not starting it's crazy. is absolutely a I train mean, wreck. He's going to, I mean, he's going to get voted in regardless. Um, yeah. he'll be there. I mean, he's having, but you know, I think this, it, you know, this is a popularity contest and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I will say this, I am very happy that Donovan Mitchell has been voted into the East yep. here. Oh, me too. He's That's why I didn't, season. 
he is a he has just been a super exciting player. But I I kind of agree with you, Josh, about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, Steph, Zion. These guys have not played. I I feel like there should be some sort of a you know uh, minimum of games you should be able to play to be able to be an All Star starter. And if not, mm-hmm. you know the next person who was voted below them should be should be the next one up. Um, now this year is going to be a little bit different. So in years past, so, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never really liked the swerm at the all-star. I know they're every year they try to be innovative and they try to shake things up and we don't have the, you know, it, at one point we, we have the East and the West and then, and then, you know, over the years, you know, they had cool jerseys that were, right. you know, historically awesome and everything. I feel like the jerseys have kind of gone downhill over the last couple of years, which, which always sucks. But the big thing to me, this whole, you know, schoolyard picking your team is I, I feel like it's run its course. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I feel like it's run its course. And this year they're going to be doing it right before tip off. So yeah. who's, Woof. so, so how do you feel if you're that last guy picked? If, right. you're, if you, you're Rudy Gobert, you know, <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you, why you got to put Rudy Gobert? <laughs> I mean, well, that's funny. We don't even know who the reserves are yet. Uh, listen, yeah, I mean, man. We don't. Yeah, I, listen. Sometimes you can just do too much. Like I feel like they're just doing too. Let us listen. Give me all star jerseys back. Give me the traditional. We, you know, if you want to vote in the stars, great. And then you get your guy. Like, give me traditional East first West. Give me traditional All Star game. I, the thing I miss the most are the jerseys. Those, those All Star jerseys were always dope. Give me the All Star yeah. jerseys. Give me, you know, I I don't need all this other stuff and picking teams and like I I, I don't know. I it was cool the first time, you know. I mean, but now, like you said, Sean, I think it's kind of it's a it's running its course a little bit. Um, like I, I don't know. I, I I'm with you, Sean. Like I, I think it's kind of it's kind of running the gamut, and I, I like always, that they're trying different things. But uh. yeah, the the NBA is constantly trying to be innovative every year with everything that they do, and I I do always appreciate that. But there's some stuff from the past that I think just didn't need to be messed with, and like I said, I would love for them to re-add the center position. I think that that is a legitimate position in basketball. I hate that we're just trading, you know treating every single position like, oh, it's a big or it's a small or, you know, whatever, um, you know, and it, it gave an opportunity for people that, you know, may not typically be in an all. I mean, so there were a couple years, I think, where I, Andrew Bynum was an all-star. And I think that's really when things like started to change because it was kind of like, well, he's going to be an all-star due to default. We have no other, you know, decent right. Western west centers right now so you know that happened but it was kind of fun though because it's like yeah you should kind of respect that that guy is the best at his position in the west however Mm -hmm. you also look at like right now you know you know Giannis, while he is not technically a center is kind of a center you know and but there's not really you know with with the exception of Jokic, there's no center on either of these of these teams so, yeah. I mean, that that's it. So, I don't know. I just – I feel like that should come back. I used to love going to McDonald's and actually filling out the ballots when I was a kid. Um, Absolutely, there were a lot of, man. There, a lot of, there was a lot of, lot of fun stuff about it um, that is that has kind of gone to the wayside. And 
The dunk contest last year was abysmal, just really, really not great. And um, they're going to bring it back this year. We got a G League player in it, Mac McClurg's in it. It's, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to drag that up from what happened last year. Um, so, but- so, Sean, real quick, while you're talking about that, um, I saw a comment where Aaron Gordon was like, if I ever make an all-star game, I'm in the dunk contest. Yeah. Is there is there a way where um, guys like him can be talked into doing the dunk contest, even though they're not affiliated with the all-star game? Because if you really think about it, I mean, can we argue that may have been the last great dunk contest we had was one that he was in? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that was the last absolute great dunk contest, and that was and while he got he got hosed he got, though, didn't he? He got hosed. He got hosed. But I wouldn't say that Zach Levine, you know, wasn't wasn't great in that. He was. Oh no, he was absolutely. What what Aaron Gordon was able to do in that was, I mean, that he he is the greatest slam dunk loser that I've ever seen, and that's that's going back even to the Neek days with Jordan. Like he was, he was, he was the best loser in the history of the, the all-star game. So mm-hmm. or the slam dunk contest at the all-star game, but there's one thing I would like them to bring back and they did it just for a couple of years. And this was in the, I want to say the mid to late two thousands, they did an actual game of horse. Do you guys remember that? I do remember that. Kevin Durant played in a game of horse and it was outside and it went on for probably like 45 minutes it was just i don't know what it was it was a lot of fun like stuff like that to Mm -hmm. me like schoolyard stuff like that to me was cool but this whole picking your teams thing i'm i'm over it man i am over it so um but um um i think we're gonna bring back the full court heave next week boys i just saw your guys's text (laughs) (laughs) We'll bring that back next week when I have we have some time to to kind of think about it. But um, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Um, here, at, you know, in forty eight minutes, it's been a uh, it's been great uh, catching up with you guys. And uh, like I said, we're super stoked for Tim. We'll be filling Absolutely. in for him for the next next couple weeks, and uh, we'll be back with a full court heave next week and <laughs> and more news. And we're gonna be treading on to to All Star Weekend, so it's about to get get real serious. And also. The best part of the season, trade season, trade deadline. I love it. Absolutely. So that's coming up too. So we'll be we'll be back next week. Hey, before you, you sign great- off, Sean, yeah. before you sign yeah. off, I just noticed there were some more uh, comments on there. I just want to read down them real quick. It looks like they were on here while we were talking about the whole Laker debacle. Um, my man Donald uh, said on here, he said the refs are human too. Braun was crying too much. I was like, I definitely get the refs are human. Um, you should probably tell that to all the Bengals fans right now um, that are complaining <laughs> about their loss last night. Um, too soon, Josh, too soon. And then uh, he also said that uh, Pat Bev's technical was the best one he's ever seen. Absolutely hilarious what Pat Bev did with the camera and brought it over to the ref. I, pl- I actually applauded him for doing that. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, but, again, you know, they uh, they didn't win. And then he just posted something about being rewarded for entering the dunk contest. Um, I'm sure next week when we talk about, um, you know, the trade deadline, we can add some stuff in about the all-star game too. And we'll, we'll address all that then. So 5 million to the winner. (laughs) 
Thanks for joining us, Donald. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you, All man. Right. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll be signing out. You guys have a great evening. We'll be back next week. See, See you guys. guys later.